Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The Leslie Marshall Show. The only true democracy in talk radio. Of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Inauguration Day. This is a special edition of the Leslie Marshall Show live, uh, coming at you live uh, here. I am in my uh, home studio in Los Angeles, and uh, we have a great guest joining us in just a bit. Uh, But we want to start it off like we do every Leslie Marshall Show, and with the exception of a few, uh, by checking what is rich. Lady Gaga. Jennifer Lopez, Garth Brooks, not three names that you would see normally on any venue altogether. Well, they were three of those who sang at today's inauguration. Lady Gaga, the national anthem, Jennifer Lopez, America the Beautiful, and recited part of the Pledge of Allegiance in Spanish. And Garth Brooks, um, who many have said is a Republican and some have even said had been a Trump supporter, he accepted the invitation he made very clear in the spirit of unity, and he sang Amazing Grace. Take a listen.
nación bajo Dios indivisible con libertad y justicia para todos. Gaga with the national anthem, Jennifer Lopez with America the Beautiful, and Garth Brooks with Amazing Grace. Um, I want to say just something uh, personal. <clears throat> I was uh, listening on NPR last night to a radio interview with the man who uh, is responsible for taking President Barack Obama's favorite picture that stood outside of the, or was posted on the wall outside of the Oval Office for eight years and is still with the president. And he wrote about it um, in one of his books. It's a picture of African-Americans huddled around a radio at the uh, uh, Lincoln Memorial when uh, Barack Obama was at Grant Park after he had been um, elected president for the first time and the first African-American president and their reactions to this, listening to his words huddled around that radio uh, at the base of the feet of the statue of Abraham Lincoln. I have had some sprinkler issues, um, which is a, a problem. We I live in a high fire zone. Uh, we have a very dry weather. It's been very hot temperatures lately, and we've had very high winds. Those are all bad uh, ingredients for fire, and you need to make sure that your sprinkler system works. So this morning, I had some gentlemen outside my home on the hillside uh, working on that sprinkler system, and all of them spoke Spanish. I speak Spanish, really bad grammar, uh, but I do speak uh, Spanish conversationally. Um, I walked out to offer them coffee or water this morning, and they were huddled around a radio. They were working, but they had the radio. Some people had their phones on listening to the inauguration. And when Jennifer Lopez saw, said <clears throat> in Spanish, part of the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, um, I saw tears in their eyes. And it was very powerful, very moving. It's nice to be united and, <clears throat> and embrace our, um, our diversity. Next up, the first woman after over 200 years, ladies, we finally got a chick in the White House. Uh, former California Senator Kamala Harris is sworn in as the first female vice president. She is also the uh, first uh, black vice president and the first Southeast Asian vice president being of Indian descent. I just want to say 
sitting next to my daughter, and my husband is Indian, my daughter who is a girl, and my daughter who is half Indian, looking at a woman that makes her not only think she can be anything she wants to be, but maybe believes it a bit more, was very heartwarming as a mom. Here is Kamala Harris being sworn in as the first uh, female, um, black, and Southeast Asian vice president of the United States. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Kamala Davy Harris, do solemnly swear. I, Kamala Davy Harris, do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. Without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. That I will well and faithfully discharge. That I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties of the office on which I am about to enter. The duties of the office upon which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. And that's being sworn in by Justice uh, Sotomayor, who is the first Hispanic Latina uh, Supreme Court uh, justice um, on our uh, nation's highest bench. Uh, let's go now to the swearing in of Joe Biden, former vice president, former senator, being sworn in, as many of us were fearful would not happen today with so many people lying and trying to obstruct justice and free and fair elections with absolutely zero evidence of widespread voter fraud and fear of violence after what happened January 6th. Um, with the sun shining, um, it, 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 it went off uh, beautifully as planned. Here's Joe Biden being sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. Office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help you God. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. Thank President. You. As we listen to that music, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more from Ripped from the Headlines with me, Leslie Marshall, here on The Only True Democracy and Talk. Don't go away. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at LeslieMarshallShow.com. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at LeslieMarshallShow.com. We 
are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only true democracy in talk. Uh, let's go back to ripped from the headlines in the special edition of the Leslie Marshall Show on inauguration day. Joe Biden has just been sworn in as the 46th president of the United States, and Kamala Harris is the first female vice president, also the first South Asian vice president, and the first. A black vice president as well. Um, let's take a listen to part of Biden, uh, Joe Biden, President Biden's inauguration, inaugural speech. Excuse me, uh, when he he referenced, "quote This is our historic moment." What's going on with me? I need more coffee. "Quote This is our historic moment of crisis and challenge, and unity is the path forward." Take a listen. History, faith, and reason show the way, the way of unity. We can see each other, not as adversaries, but as neighbors. We can treat each other with dignity and respect. We can join forces, stop the shouting and lower the temperature. For without unity, there is no peace, only bitterness and fury. No progress, only exhausting outrage. No nation, only a state of chaos. This is our historic moment of crisis and challenge. And unity is the path forward. And we Absolutely. must meet this moment as the United States of America. That's what our forefathers wanted us to be, folks. In our next uh, audio, uh, this is President Biden from his inaugural speech uh, talking about that violent mob who failed, thankfully, to overthrow our government right where he was standing. Take a listen. This mob thought they could use violence to silence the will of the people, to stop the work of our democracy, to drive us from this sacred ground. It did not happen. It will never happen. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Not ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. More from the inaugural speech of our new president, the 46th president, talking about rejecting the culture of alternative facts, which most of us call lies. Take a listen. And we must reject the culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured. Absolutely. More from that speech. Our new president lays out the multiple crises that we as Americans face. We face an attack on our democracy and on truth, a raging virus, growing inequity, the sting of systemic racism, a climate in crisis, America's role in the world. Any one of these would be enough to challenge us in profound ways. But the fact is, we face them all at once, presenting this nation with a, one of the gravest responsibilities we've had. Now we're going to be tested. Are we going to step up, all of us? It's time for boldness, for there's so much to do. Absolutely. And lastly, in our audio uh, series uh, for today, from that inauguration speech, uh, President Biden had a message not just to Americans, but to those beyond our borders. So here's my message to those beyond our borders. America has been tested and we've come out stronger for it. We will repair our alliances and engage with the world once again. 
Yes, we will. Uh, that's the audio uh, presentation for Ripped from the Headlines today. Uh, next in Ripped from the Headlines, let's take a look at some of the polls. Several new polls help to show where the public is, one of which is on energy and climate as the president takes office. Now, why does this matter? Well, people tend to favor emissions cutting and low carbon energy initiatives but it's hardly top of mind. Uh, driving the news, a new morning consult poll showed registered voters support Joe Biden taking the following steps. Rejoining the Paris deal, 56% support versus 25% are opposed. Uh, the United States will be rejoining the Paris Agreement. And uh, President Emmanuel Macron uh, also uh, tweeted that today. Uh, welcome back to the Paris uh, Agreement on the day of this uh, inauguration of the new administration uh, incoming. Requiring public companies to disclose emissions and climate risk. Well, 63% that support that uh, versus 19% opposed. Imposing methane emission limits on oil and gas operations. 55% support that versus 23% opposed. Big public investments in electric vehicle charging, 54% support that versus 24% opposed. Now, uh, separately, the New York Times reports on post-election polling from Yale and George Mason universities showing 66% said that developing sources of clean energy should be a high or very high priority. Eight in 10 people back tax breaks for people who buy solar panels or electric cars and the same share back a program that would hire out-of-work coal miners to shut down old coal mines safely and restore the landscape. But, but, but climate and energy policy are not at the top of poll respondents' list of concerns and interest. Um, let's take a look at what the morning consult findings were. A uh, new Associated Press poll uh, showed that 68% of adults named the economy as one of the top five things, like usual, they want the government to work on. And in the open-ended uh, questioning, uh, 24% list climate change behind healthcare in the pandemic. And I'm sorry, I think that's common sense. I, th I think everybody's number one, two, and three are, um, we want COVID gone, we want our kids back to school, and we, want our, or, or we, and we want to get back to work. And I think all three of those are meshed together. And those are the top three for this administration, uh, along with other things that Joe Biden has said he would do in his first 100 days, uh, such as you know immigration and legislation that he's going to put forth to uh, the House and the Senate where he will have not a guaranteed, but an easier time getting things passed with Democrats being in the majority of both chambers for the first time in a while. Let's rip another. Some QAnon conspiracy theorists in public and private internet forums and chat rooms were very despondent today as their prophecy of an inauguration day coup to keep Donald Trump in power failed again as President Joe Biden was sworn into office. Now, the situation left some QAnon adherents with no choice but to write off the conspiracy theory entirely, though others continued to maintain that it was still developing. QAnon supporters believe today's inauguration was an elaborate trap set by the former president, whereas Democrats would be rounded up and executed while Trump retained power. Various other doomsday theories by the QAnon community have also come and gone without incident. As a matter of fact, there's a photo online of one man, one man that traveled for 45 to 50 minutes from his home to the New York State Capitol in Albany, and he was alone. There was nobody there to protest but him, and he was very confused. Where were the thousands of protesters? Um, unlike, uh, by the way, those past days, the Biden inauguration uh, left the community with little daylight. 
uh, their predictions failed. Uh, radicalized QAnon members expressed their betrayal on messaging apps like Telegram and forums named after their failed doomsday scenario, The Great Awakening. And while Biden took the oath, uh, one top post on QAnon forum read, quote, I don't think that this is supposed to happen and wondered, how long does it take the Fed to run up the stairs and arrest him? Other, these, sorry, these people are brainwashed. When people talk about deprogramming, there is some deprogramming here, right? While, um, and and uh, other users became immediately dejected that because they realized their dreams of a bloody coup weren't going to take place. Anyone else feel, beyond feeling let down one top uh, a popular QAnon forum read, it's like being a kid and seeing the big gift under the tree thinking it's exactly what you want to open and realize it was only a lump of coal. Yep, it's sad when you realize your cult leader is not a prophet, but just a person. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back with our guest after this. Hey there, we are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. They have have a new president, and this is a special edition of the Leslie Marshall Show. And I thought I had to have somebody who's worked with our new president, um, you know, when he was vice president, uh, you know, has known him for many years, uh, because Joe Biden has been in politics and inside the Beltway for many years, which I honestly feel is an advantage and necessary for being president. Uh, Mo Vela is our guest. Mr. Vela served in President Obama's administration as the director of administration and senior advisor in the office of the then vice president, Joe Biden and now president today. The stint was the second White House appointment for Mo. He served as chief financial officer and senior advisor on Hispanic affairs for Vice President Al Gore. He also holds the distinction of being the first Hispanic American and gay American to serve twice in a senior executive role in the White House. Please follow him on Twitter. Very smart man, funny man as well, at Mo Vela, M-O-E-V-E-L-A on Twitter. Good to have you with us today, Mo, of all days. Happy Inauguration Day. You just asked me off the air how do I feel? I told you, I'll say on the air, I feel relieved. I was scared something might happen. It did feel like forever for this day to come. I'm relieved and I'm actually hopeful for our future because it was refreshing to hear somebody that had humility, decorum, and spoke in a presidential manner. But how are you feeling? Well, first of all, it's always so good to be with you. And of all days, I wouldn't want to spend 20 minutes or whatever we're going to have together with anybody else today except you, Leslie Marshall. Well, thank um, you. And your amazing award-winning producer, Mark Grimaldi, who I'm a huge fan of. I'm like the president of his fan club. So honestly, <laughs> you asked me how I feel. I'll be honest with you. I actually cried live on television this morning. Um, I, I wept, and I find myself weeping like a child and then beaming with pride. And then just, uh, as I just tweeted, just before we went on together, that I, you can just, it's palpable, this global collective sigh of relief. That's what I just tweeted. It's palpable. Right. You just use the word relief as well. And you can just feel this big exhale, but not just here, all over the world where people were rooting for us. They wanted to take, you know, wanted us to take our country back. And I just feel hopeful. Right. So between tears and laughter, an immense amount of hope and optimism. You know, I have two children, my 12-year-old daughter, my 13-year-old son, and my husband's Indian, so my daughter's half Indian, even though she's like got dirty blonde hair and looks like lighter than me, and it's sort of like, who's kid is she? But um, she, you know, I said, come here, come here, Ella, you've got to look at this. And, you know, I'm getting all upset and I'm crying. 
And, you know, my kids are teen and preteen, so they're very cynical. And uh, I said, look, this is a half, this is a girl. We haven't had a girl in the White House in over 200 years. And I said, and she's half Indian, you're half Indian. And she's like, I get it, mom. I get it, mom. Like, stop crying. And my kids at the end, sadly, I was like, what do you think? They're like, it's kind of anticlimactic. Glad mom they knew that word. But at yeah. the same time, you know, kids nowadays, it's sort of like, think about the technology that they look at, even on YouTube and TikTok. <laughs> it's sort of like, well, you know, where's the fireworks? <laughs> you know? But yeah. uh, but I was I was very happy. And I said to my daughter, you may be, you know, mocking mommy right now, but someday when you're a woman, you will remember this moment. And I hope we are yeah. together when a woman is not second in the White House, but first. Yeah. Let, let's talk well, about. Now that possibility exists. Right. Let's. I want to talk about so many things. And and Mark, don't get mad at me. I know you've prepared all this stuff, but I have other questions I want to ask too. I was on a taping earlier, a conservative talk show that's running right now. People can you know watch me live and hear me taped. Um, and that's Kevin McCullough. He is a conservative talk host. He um is a friend of mine, and he and I share a best friend, and they're both Republicans. And uh, he's a Trump Republican. She is not. And um, I say that because he and I were talking about, like, you know, where these supporters go. And, you know, he talked about over 70 million people. And I said, you know, in 2016, there were over 60 million of us that were very upset. And we were told to, you know, chill out, get over it. Um, Like I said, so much, so much to talk about. So first, there are two things that happen when you don't see somebody. Out of sight, out of mind, or absence makes the heart grow fonder. What is your prediction for those that followed Donald Trump in almost a cult-like manner that led to what happened on January 6th? Does this movement grow or does it die down because they won't see and hear him perhaps as much in the next four years? That's a great question. I appreciate you asking me that. I actually have been saying this for a while, even before the election was over. I've actually predicted that this Trumpism will will go the route of the Tea Party, Leslie. That's my prediction. That it might be around for a while and it may be more prevalent than we'd like for the next 12 months. He's going to do everything in his power, as you and I both know. He's ego-driven, he is narcissistic, and he's mentally ill. And so you that compilation of characteristics, unfortunately, you know, is going to keep him desiring to be in the forefront. So he will keep stirring the pot. I just think it'll go the way of the Tea Party. Look where the Tea Party is today. Right. We, we barely even talk about them. They barely exist. Yeah. And I believe this will fizzle out over time as mainstream Republicans, as the non-Trump Republicans, begin to realize either they need to take back their party or their party will be forever stained and branded irreparably in a damaging way. I agree with you 100%. And I think we see some glimmers of hope, quite frankly, for that party. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, who has done, uh, you know, nearly, uh, you know, a, a full about face uh, with with Trump. I mean, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley were all at the inauguration. Marco Rubio was not. Um, and uh, there are 17 freshman GOP members, 10 of which who, you know, contested the certification of this election uh, results uh, on January 6th who have said and sent a letter to Joe Biden saying they're willing to work with him uh, on COVID and willing to work with him, but specifically on COVID. And that's how it has to be and it should be because not only do they have their careers and their party, 
But COVID is not political. And they all know deep down at the bottom of their soul, it's not political. And if their constituents don't stop dying from this virus, they're going to lose their jobs. And like my husband always says, we have to look at the greater good, which other countries have. New Zealand, the Mm. greater good, whether it's with guns or with masks, the greater good. And and we've lost sight of uh, that uh, with COVID. So do you think there is hope for the Republican Party with some of the things I just mentioned? I, I absolutely do. I'll tell you, my assessment of this, after I got over the shock and just, I'm still not over it, frankly, the insurrection and this domestic yes. terrorist of two weeks ago today. But I'll tell you, my mama used to tell me growing up in Texas when I was young, honey, from all bad can come some good. Right. And I used to teach a law school class called uh, Unintended Consequences. And I believe that these domestic terrorists, clearly their intent was horrible, hateful, divisive, ugly, egregious, just everything wrong, criminal, felonious. But one of the good things, Leslie, I think that has come out of this is some of the stuff you're alluding to. I think they unintended, an unintended consequence of their horrible behavior is an acceleration and and an expediting this unification process. You're getting that letter from 17 House members. You're getting a Mitch McConnell who started immediately standing up and saying, wait a minute, and uh, you know, uh, this is not okay. So uh, that this incident, in my humble opinion, accelerated this. Now, combine that, and I'll shut up, but combine wow. that with Joe Biden's, You anybody can hate him or whatever, but you can't argue on this. He has a unique, a unique gift to connect with people of yeah. all walks of life, of all ideologies, of all political stripes, the man can connect with human beings. So you combine what I just described with his unique gifts as a human being, and that combination, in my opinion, is going to accelerate. Now, is this a kumbaya overnight? No, no way. You and I, you and I both are do shows all the time. We're not stupid. This right. isn't. Excuse me. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. But I do believe through deed, word, and action. Every, just watch. They're signing 17 executive orders today. Right. He just. I can, I'm watching the screen behind you. He right. just arrived at the White House. He's on the way in. He's going to sign 17 executive orders. Go down the list. Every one of them is symbolic as well as proactive or or erasing in nature. Right. But they all send a message, Leslie. Oh, no, absolutely. And, you know, Joe Biden got, uh, President Biden got a lot of flack for saying, I don't hate Republicans. I, I like Republicans. I've worked with Republicans. Right. And and he got a lot of flack from those on the left, especially the left-left part, part, part of our party, um, because uh, he said he was willing to do that. And I think that was smart, but I also think it, it was honest. Speaking of the left, we have some fractures within our own party. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, is the squad going to give Joe Biden a difficult time or uh, we're going to we're going to take a break and then I want you to answer. Is the squad okay. going to give Joe Biden a difficult time or are we going to be able as Democrats to look at what's happened to the Republican Party and say we can't do that. We need to follow the president and unite within our party, not just as leaders for our nation. We'll be back and get your response on the other side of this break to that. I'm Leslie Marshall. We'll be back with our guest. Movella right after this. Follow him on Twitter at Movella, M-O-E-V-E-L-A. I'm Leslie Marshall. Don't go away. Follow Leslie on Twitter. Just go to www.twitter.com slash Leslie Marshall, and we'll be sure to share your tweets. 
We're back on Leslie Marshall on this special inauguration edition of the Leslie Marshall Show. Mo Vela is our guest. He served in the President Obama administration as the Director of Administration and Senior Advisor in the office of then Vice President, who is now our President as of today, number 46, Joe uh, Biden. I also was happy for him. I also was happy for him um, because this this is a man that I feel really deserved this position. This was his third time trying. He's not getting any younger. It was really, uh, really uh, nice uh, to see. Uh, but to my question, uh, Mo, before the break, um, is the squad going to be a problem um, for Joe Biden and perhaps even for Speaker Pelosi uh, in the next four years, the next two years? You know, I actually don't think that they will be. Um, again, I go back to something I keep reminding everybody about. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, I have it, is a, it was a privilege, Leslie, to get to work for him and to get to be become friends with him and and Dr. Biden. Um, the reason I bring that up is because I just want to remind people: this guy is real. He's very genuine and authentic. I think the squad or anybody else. When you feel Joe Biden's love and his empathy and and his embrace, his virtual embrace even, you have a hard time going at him. Like I used to say to Republicans when I'm on Fox, I always say, you know what, you may not agree with him, but it, you have to really work hard not to like him. You know, it's so funny. Years ago, I went to the White House during the healthcare summit when Clinton was president. And I was in the elevator and one corner was Rush Limbaugh and I was in the other. Um, I wasn't well known at the time. I was young. I'd just been syndicated, replaced Tom Snyder, but I knew who he was. Mm. And he said, you just can't hate the guy about Bill Clinton. And um, I've heard that about Joe Biden. What Absolutely. is it? Lindsey Graham said, a finer man God has not made. Not made. I, <laughs> I mean, right. right. So, yeah, look, will the squad challenge them? Yeah. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. The left and the right, you and I, we may be together in a, in the next nine months and find something they do that we that we're critical of. We that's part of our democracy. People right. should raise their objections. They should raise their concerns. So I think you're going to have that. Of course, not everything they do is going to be perfect, but at least I think he's going to be treated hopefully with the same respect that he provides others. That's all I ask of anybody, Republican, Libertarian, Democrat, far left, far right, I don't care what color, what anything, treat him the way he's treated us, with love, with respect, and with dignity. That's all I ask of people. Donald Trump says he might start a new party, a Let political him. party, called the Patriotic Party. Uh, one, do you think that's a good idea because it would split the, the Republican Party and give Democrats <laughs> an advantage numerically? <laughs> Um, and and two, some might, but some too, some might say, well, gee, that would actually help those that want to get rid of the electoral college, not to have a two-party system. Your thoughts? Uh, you know, you read my mind. Of course, my initial thoughts are, yeah, you know, from a political perspective and a selfish Democrat perspective. Oh, please start a new party, Donald Trump. Please, <laughs> you know, take those people with you, take your cult with you, um, and. Frankly, I agree with you. It'll split their vote enormously and we'll hold on. You know, look, let, let me be clear about something. I'm joking a little bit about making it funny, but let me be serious for a second about this topic. Because I think that one of the, um, among the myriad of major differences 
The one I want to tell your audience today is, I hope they all join me and you in a behavior pattern that we must engage in as Democrats. And that is, we don't want to retain the House, the Senate, and the White House for power. We need to retain those because we want to do right by as many Americans as possible because of our spirit of inclusion, because of our spirit of equality, because of our spirit of treating all humans with some decency and dignity. And so let's just keep reminding ourselves politically, we don't want to do this for control or power. We want to do this because we feel confident we can implement the policies that will most Right. impact in a positive well, it's not way. Just, it's not just about winning and losing. And I think Americans, we're just very, uh, we're very programmed to win or lose. As a Latino or Latinx, as a Latino uh, male, um, how did you feel when Jennifer Lopez stood uh, at the inauguration of the 46th president of the United States and, and and said in Spanish part of the Pledge of Allegiance? I got shivers and cried and I'm not even <laughs> Hispanic. You know, I don't, I, I I, I felt the exact same way. I mean, I would say I would add in as a gay man and as a Latino, both categories for me today uh, have been, and for you as a woman, I can only imagine, right? I, I don't think it matters what gender, what orientation we are, what color we are, anything. How could we not today have not been inspired, motivated, touched? Uh, that Amanda Gorman, the poet yes. laureate? yes. She rocked my world. J-Lo rocked my world. Lady Gaga rocked my world. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you on a great little joke. The gays are tweeting all to each other right now and all over Facebook. Gays are saying, he had Gaga and J-Lo. We know the gays are going to be okay now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, by the way, and I gotta give props. To, I gotta give props to Garth Brooks, who's supposedly a Republican and a former Trump too, supporter. Leslie. Right, because he came, He said he accepted the invitation because the President of the United States asked him to perform at his inauguration. It is an honor, and he was there in the spirit of unity. Yes. Uh, and I thought, you know, because there are a lot of Trump supporters who love him and country music who are quite angry. Absolutely. What do you think the chances are that Donald J. Trump runs in 2024? Because we were talking off the air that we're not sure there'll be 17 Republicans in the Senate to prevent him from doing so. I personally, and this is not wishful thinking, I guess maybe it's the lawyer in me. I don't know how he escapes prison. I, I mean that, and I don't, it's not even me being bitter or hateful or anything. I don't see how he does not end up incarcerated. He's got multiple states that can go after him. He's got the federal government that can go after him. He's got a New York attorney general that is on his tail. Um, I just don't see how, I mean, he's going to have to overcome one legal challenge after another, Leslie, and I, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to be made of Teflon to avoid that many criminal inquiries and criminal allegations. Uh, I, th- I think he ends up in jail. So I don't think he can run, but wow. we'll see. Interesting. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I, I honestly, when I saw Joe Biden running and I predicted he would be the nominee and I was hoping he would win, I wasn't sure I knew it would be close. Not as close. It wasn't anywhere near as close as I thought it would be, to be honest. But um who would want this job right now? You have people out of work. You have a pandemic. Can Joe Biden unite this country, put COVID behind us, put kids back to school, 
put people back to work. Can can Joe Biden unite us when we have some people out there who who get off on this division, who thrive the, on this the, division? The best way I can answer that from the bottom of my heart is if anybody can, Joe Biden can. That's the best way I can respond because I don't know anybody else. I really don't. I don't know anybody else in politics. I don't know anybody else in public service. I don't know anybody else in the private sector that is more uniquely equipped, prepared with the right combination of temperament, character, integrity, experience. I don't know anybody else with all of the pieces to the puzzle, Leslie. So if he can't, nobody can. I really believe that. And it's not just because I adore him and I love him and because he's a friend. I mean that. That is exactly how I feel about it. And I believe that with every ounce of my being. And as you can see, that is a lot of ounces. <laughs> Mo, if you can tell me, um, will you be moving to Washington anytime soon? Will I, you be working I, can, I can tell you. I will not be moving to Washington anytime soon. Um, I have chosen to stay outside. Thank you for asking. Um, I really feel like a couple things. One, um, I got to make a little, very small iota of American history, as you mentioned, by being the first Latino and the first gay American to serve twice in a, you know what you do after that? You move out of the way so that somebody can start and have three tenures. And so sometimes, you know, I'm 59 years old and my thing is, you know what? I got to move out of the way so that new leaders can emerge. How can they emerge if we don't get out of the way? And you know what? Frankly, I'd rather keep doing your show. I guest host for you once a month or so. And that's like a dream come true for me. And we love it. I wouldn't get to do all of those things, right. you know, and I'm on Kennedy tomorrow night on Fox Business and I'm on Al Jazeera. And you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Sky Saudi and whatever in Australia. I'm having a blast. So you know what? Time to move over. Let others emerge and evolve. Um, and I can be helpful from the outside. You know, I really can. I feel like I can be more helpful as a businessman uh, in making them aware of new technologies and new solutions that will help our nation. Right. Um, and so that's how I plan to participate, Leslie. Well, I think it's great. And uh, I'm glad we're not going to lose you. We, we wouldn't lose you. We'd still have you as guests, but, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to have you as a host because your hours would be crazy. So we're glad that we have you. Uh, Mo Vela, everybody. Uh, he served in the Obama administration as director of administration and senior advisor in the office of then Vice President Joe Biden, who today was inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States of America. Please follow Mo on Twitter at Mo Vela uh, at M-O-E-V-E-L-A. Mo will be hosting on January 28th. I hope you will tune in for that. Love you, buddy. I love you more. Thank you, Mark. Sleep well. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we will all sleep better. All right. Bye. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse me? You mind if I just squeeze by here? This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. 
but nothing worth doing is easy. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's.